This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 290 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Total Saddle Fit, EasySignsOnline.com, and Mill Creek Spreaders. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show with our producer and moderator for our tonight's games, Glenn. Hey, just call me Alex. I'm Alex <laughs> Trebek tonight. Yeah. Yes, just call me Alex. Our favorite show of the year. And we're winning <laughs> USA, USA. It oh, is yeah, our, yeah. this is our third annual challenge, isn't it, guys? Yeah, but you know this what? The this third is the one that we've done, yeah. This is the first time I think that we've done it, the two of you against each other, isn't it? Yeah. Right, yes. you know, normally yeah. we make a pretty good team. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do make a good team, but I have been kind of looking forward to this all day long. I'm not going <laughs> to, Doreen, how do you feel? Because I, I feel I'm it. excited. I'm I'm pumped up. I'm girl. To go. <laughs> I hope you I hope you brushed up on some trivia. Well, this I... is it's going to be a little different this year. We have USA versus Canada, and what we've got is we got Reese and and a listener from the United States and Philip and a listener from Canada going to play each other. But before we get to that and introduce our guests, we have to talk about two new world records that happened in the oh, two day last days. So time news, right? Oh, yeah. big time! Gotta love Charlotte it. Dujardin and Vallegro again. This time at Olympia on home turf again. Um, set first the world record in the Grand Prix with uh, 87.460. She defeated her own record, so congratulations to her. And then again, a night later in the uh, Grand Prix freestyle, she won with a 94.3%. I think beating the next competitor by 10 or 11% or so. So congratulations, Charlotte. We can't wait to see you in Las Vegas. That's five oh, points yes. away from perfect. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I, it's going to be pretty close, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Oh, my Lord. Did you That's watch the awesome. test, guys? I mean, talk about fluid. Oh, it just was. God. And I love the music, Beautiful. too. Yeah, from yeah. How to Train a Dragon. I love that music. Cool. Yeah, and it was, it was so beautiful. I'm going to watch it again tonight. It was a little busy here at the barn today, so when I was we were watching it, I can't wait to just sit down and watch it again. And it's pretty awesome to watch. Everybody really should take the time to take a look at it. It's all over Facebook. And uh, Glenda, we posted on our... Do we post it on our page? Yes. We will. We, did. we will. Yep. yep. Excellent. Perfect. So, nice. Very Love good. It. And you know, she's so humble. She said uh, before she went into the Grand Prix test, she said, she said, well, I hadn't ridden him really since WAG. And she said, I was just going in for a practice. I didn't feel well. She had a cold. She didn't feel good. She said, I was just going in to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> pretty nice, huh? Nice. Oh, my yeah, gosh, right? They have, they have <laughs> such a We'll see what connection. happens when they actually try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll probably be worse, you know. Like yeah. it'll probably be. Isn't worse. that true though? Sometimes when you're just not, relax tr- yeah, you're relaxed it, and right? just having fun with it and just practicing, it goes yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then when you actually try, it goes worse. <laughs> but they have an amazing connection, those two. You now know, they are coming over to Vegas, right? I hope they so. said they are. So yeah. let's cross our fingers. You know how horses are, don't you? Yes. Yeah. We do. True. How that goes. So, but yeah, we're really. I'm. I'm stoked. Anyways. And now there was one other little piece of news that we said. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. well, um, Scott Hassler has stepped down as the U.S. Young Horse coach, um, and he has done an amazing job for many years. And I think he's going to focus on himself and his horses and riding. So we wish him I well. Think, yeah, I think we might see him in competition. Yeah, and I think that is fantastic. I can't That's wait cool. to see him riding him again. Yeah. And him and uh, his it, wife Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Big shoes also. to fill, for sure. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, yeah, whoever. I, mean, I, I wouldn't want to take that job. Who would? Uh, <laughs> who's going to fill his shoes in that job? Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, he got the ball rolling. He got it started, and there's tons of great young horse programs now available in the U.S. and yeah. and they represent their country well at the World Young Horse Championships. So, I think it's a lot easier to take over the reins after the groundwork has been laid down. True, exactly. And well, and I do have a bit of news from the Horse Radio Network side of things. We we broke a record uh, with one day downloads this week. Uh, on the driving radio show, which which will end up being the top show of the month, which will be the first time that's ever happened. Uh, wow. we, we had uh, awesome. we had two Lisa Kellys on. One was Ice Road Trucker Lisa Kelly. All right, and she has been a she's our she's our hands down most famous listener uh, th- that we have out there. She listens to our show that we know of. That we know of. Yes. That she drives the truck. She's secret, a half. A, get this. She has a half a million followers on Facebook. What? Uh, Can you even have that? Yes. She has a half a million because of her TV show. She's the most famous truck driver in the world. And the truck drivers around the world absolutely love her. And she's listens to our show. She contacted me a couple of years ago and said, I listen to your shows and I love them. And I went, I just watched you on TV. So <laughs> cool. she's been coming on the driving show because she has a horse and she drives. She has a couple of horses and she drives and, you know, she rides and stuff up there in Alaska. So she's been coming on the driving show with Wendy and I for a while. And I was talking to her on the phone last week just for seeing how she was doing. And she, she's been posting about this other Lisa Kelly who's a singer that has her same name. And she said, people get us confused all the time. And then I went, I know that name. And the other Lisa Kelly I'm a big fan of because she uh, was one of the original founders of the group Celtic Woman. No, and, I love that one. <laughs> yes, Celtic Woman has been a group that's been on PBS. They've been traveling around. They have the, had sold millions of albums and have sold out stadiums around the world for the past 10 years. And she was one of the original members and was with them for eight years. Ooh. And I said, I know her. So behind, so without telling the trucker Lisa Kelly, I con- reached out to singer Lisa Kelly and said, would you come on our show and we'll surprise trucker Lisa Kelly And because those two have never met or talked. Did so, you call her Trucker call, Lisa Kelly? Yes, we did. Like, okay, we had, to call, we had to say singer Lisa Kelly and Trucker Lisa Kelly to keep them separated. <laughs> Just wondered, <laughs> on, you know, about the, the whole... So you know, we got job. her on, and we got the singer on. I got to geek out and talk to her for a little while, which I was totally excited about. And then uh, we got Trucker on and surprised her with it, and those two had fun talking. Well, they posted on their Facebook pages, and it went viral. Um, so they cool. had thousands of likes and hundreds of comments and shares everywhere. And then the Celtic Woman page shared it, and then the Ice Road Trucker page shared it. And, and we had tens of thousands of downloads in one day. I'm surprised the server didn't crash. Um, and their fans were all loving it that they finally met, and it really did work out. And it worked out for us, too, because we really broke a record that I don't think is going to be matched in a while. So, um, so I just wanted to mention that Fantastic. if you want, if you, yep. So if you want to, uh, hear that, uh, just head over to drivingradioshow.com. You'll see the, the both Lisa's there and they kind of look like sisters too. Oh, cool. 
That is cool. It was fun. That's awesome. Well, let's play a game. United States versus Canada. Let's introduce our players. Of course, on the Canadian side, we have Philip Parks, ace Grand Prix rider, superstar (laughs) of Canada. Uh, And helping him is one of our legacy listeners. There's very few left who have listened to every show we've done since the beginning of time. It's Rhonda Crabtree. Hi, Rhonda. Hi. Yay, Rhonda. <laughs> you're not supposed I'm to rooting for the Yeah, I'm you're rooting for, for the, the other, other team. team. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I'm game with this. I'm yes, I'm secure. You're a good I'm sportsman secure. there, Reese. Oh, yeah. oh, excited. Yeah. Yeah. Rhonda, tell wait. us about yourself. You're a dressage rider. Yep. I'm I've recently ridden second level, uh, working on third, just working on those changes. My horse can do them. He just needs me to be able to do them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tricky part. Um and I guess I've been doing dressage about fifteen years, riding for about thirty. And you live in? I live in Brooklyn, Ontario. You're not too far from Philip, are you? No. About just under two hours. Two hours? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were guys were pretty close. And no, Rhonda? Well, we've, we've met at the shows before, so it's, uh, it's kind of cool. And in Canada, that is close. Yeah, that's super close. That's, that's, she's practically my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in perspective, fun. And I have to thank Rhonda, too, because her and her husband, we have met several times at Disney, and they've taken us out to dinner there, and we've had a good time, because they're true Disney buffs, so we have that in common. Uh, so uh, it's, been, it's been fun hanging out with you at Disney World, Rhonda. You, too. And we got to meet um, your horses and your dogs. Yeah, they came up and saw the studio here in Ocala and got to meet Scooter. So they, they, uh, that was fun, having you guys up here. Well, next, we are meeting the challenger from the United States. We have Reese Koffler-Stanfield, Grand Prix rider and superstar. And also playing with her is a dressage rider from Long Island, Doreen Rose. Hi, Doreen. Hello, everybody. So Hi, Doreen. Doreen, tell us about yourself. Oh, uh, well, I'm a dressage rider in New York. I started riding dressage about 10 years ago, um, and then I got my own horse, my very first horse, about almost four years ago. So ever since I've had her, I started competing, and right now we're working on first level, and we're trying to improve at it. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun journey with her. And um, I am a full-time teacher, so I do everything I do with dressage is on the side, but I try to ride my horse every day of the week, and I have a lot of fun with it. And you've been listening for a long time, too, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I've been a listener of you guys for at least the last three years, I think. Good. Well, then you probably will have an idea of some of the answers then. Now, guys, this is the story. I put together the questions, not Jennifer this time. So that means there's about three dressage questions on this whole list. (laughs) (laughs) So good luck with that. Um, and that. (laughs) (laughs) And I tend to be a little tougher than Jennifer, so we'll see how you do today. If you get the, what I'm going to do is I'll address the questions. Some of these questions are for the both of you to answer together. Some of them are separate. So I will let you know as we go along. And I've mixed it up a little this time. We're going to play a little five-second rule in here. And uh, I couldn't do any musical ones because of the technology. We can't really do that here. If you get the question correct, I have the bell. If you get the question incorrect, I don't have a buzzer, so I'll just go... So you get the, uh, you get the human buzzer. <laughs> we get, we get Canadian buzzer. seconds, right? Canadian seconds, are they longer yeah, a little, or shorter? a little more time. A little more time. It's, it's metric, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 
so here we go. Let's get started. We have United States versus Canada, and I think uh, because I live in the United States, we have to be gracious and let the Canadians go first. Because <laughs> we need to give them a head start. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Now, this is for both of you. You can talk over your answer first, but now you have to all s- p- swear on the Bible that you're not Googling these answers, okay? Yeah, no Reese. Googling. No Googling. <laughs> Right. What are you? Why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> okay, because I know you. And, and uh, Reese has just told me that the bell hurts her ears, so I'll just go ding, ding, ding. How about that? Is that better? Well, just not so loud. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pull it away from the mic, maybe. Yeah. Is this better? How about that? No, <laughs> no it's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ding, ding, ding then. All right, here we go. This is for uh, Philip and Rhonda. First round to Canada. According to the Guinness Book of Records, how tall was the largest Christmas tree ever cut and used by someone? This is multiple choice. You ready? Tallest Christmas tree. It is holiday season. I have to give you a Christmas question. Okay. 120 feet. 160 feet. How many many meters is that? (laughs) I have no yeah, idea. We need that in centimeters. Sorry, I thought about that, and I thought, well, they can suck it and answer this way. Uh, <laughs> all right, this is going to be fair. I knew this was going to be fair. 120 feet, 160 feet, 221 feet, or 512 feet? I'm tempted to go with two, 221. What do you think? Yeah, that's my feeling. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. 221 feet. Nice. Is that a lot? That's a lot. That's a tall tree. That's really tall. Extra points for for doing it in American. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like a mile? Yeah, that's right. That's like a mile, Philip. You're absolutely right. Uh, So, yes, that gives you guys one point. That was uh, displayed in 1950 at the Northgate Shopping Center in Seattle, Washington. 220 foot. Douglas fir. Good the job. The Rockefeller guys. one is like the biggest one you guys have. Uh, this one was the Rockefeller one's probably close to the 120 foot. <laughs> 221 feet is almost the length of a football field. Yeah, it's I mean, like, it's, oh really? It's that's big. Really, that's, that's a big really. tree. That's a big tree. So is like one of the, is that one? Oh, it was a Douglas fir you said? I yes. thought it would be one of those sequoias out in Seattle. I think they'd have been arrested for cutting that one down. (laughs) All right. It was 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who cared back then? Uh, Doreen and Reese, are you guys ready? Yes, we're ready. Ready. What country made the first artificial Christmas tree? It's multiple choice. What country made the first artificial Christmas tree? United States, Germany, France, or England? What is your guess? Well, wasn't the first artificial Christmas tree made of goose feathers? I think Jamie gave that statistic the other day. So what what country might be appreciated with goose feathers? England. I, hmm. I don't know. All right, we need a guess. I would say Europe of some sort. I would go with Something Europe. In Europe. Yeah. I would definitely go <laughs> with Europe. Goose feathers. Okay. I think you should Germany get some points. England? Yeah, right. goose feathers should give you some points. I'm just saying. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, all right, you guess. I don't know. I don't know. German, I, don't know. Uh, I, don't I would know, say maybe England. I'll say, which one did you say? I said England. What do you think? Uh, yeah, okay, let's go with England. You guys should have went oh. with your first instinct. It was Germany. Oh, it was Germany. Okay. <laughs> no kidding. Was it goose feathers? <laughs> yes, it was. Impressive. That was. It was oh, made of wood. Fact, Can we get a yeah. half a point on that? That's <laughs> it was made of... You know what? I'm on the show with Jamie, and I didn't even hear her say that. <laughs> you know what? That was what, if you, you guys dropped off the air for a minute. Oh, that's right. 
Christmas back, so she that was one of her facts. I was just listening to that show, actually. Yeah, we had a tough time with the technology that day. Um, I so. think Doreen gets a half a point. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, back to Philip and Rhonda. This is for both of you. The navicular bone is also known as what? Hmm. I don't know. Do you, Philip? You cannot ask Meredith. That's cheating. No, yeah, no yeah, no, no, no ask Meredith. Tonight. She's not here. I wouldn't because she would cheat. I can't ask her anyways. <laughs> um, you have a guess? There's people at home right now going, rah, rah, rah. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we've talked about this before, actually. Or I have as somebody anyways. But I, 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 don't even ha- I can't even have a guess of it right now. All right, Rhonda, you don't know? No. It's the distal sesamoid. That's a tough one. All right, that was a tough one. <laughs> that was a tough one. Incredibly tough hard. but fair. I think that's tough but fair. Yeah, it's an anatomy question, it's right? Anatomy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we get an anatomy question with her recent Doreen too. Oh, nice. come on, Doreen. Okay. <laughs> what is the joint directly above the pastern joint? If Reese tried to Google, her computer would crash anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> work. Well, you know her internet doesn't work that well. Yeah. <laughs> she can't exactly. do two things at once. <laughs> no, I cannot do it. Jeez. Um, oh. No guess? Is a stifle a joint or is a stifle not a joint? Yeah, I'm not that's, too right now, but that's too yeah. high up, yeah. No, no guess? The knee? Can, Three? Can two. we steal? No. <laughs> Three? <laughs> no. Two, one. I'll go, I'll go with whatever Reese said. The nope. knee. It's the knee. I don't know what the, the nope. point. Nope. 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 Philip, do you know what it is? Fetlock. Yeah, that's right. It is oh! the fetlock joint. Fetlock. Too late. Oh. Too late. I already dinked you. Oh, yeah. Driving oh. me crazy. <laughs> so it's still one to nothing. I still think we have one and a half points during that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now we're back to Philip and Reese, and this is for Philip alone. No, Philip and Rhonda. No, no. Today, right? yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, other. sorry. This is back to <laughs> Philip and Rhonda. Doreen and I have one and a half points. <laughs> it is now <laughs> still one to nothing on Philip's side. Uh, so Canada rules. Let's go to Philip alone can answer this question, and it's a five-second rule. What that means is you have five seconds to give me three things. There's a game called the five-second rule, and you get little cards, and you have to name three things in five seconds. And I'm going to be timing you. I have a little timer here. So I'm going to give you five seconds. As soon as I, I ask you the question, you have five seconds to okay. name three things, okay? Are you ready? I can try. From any dressage test, name three movements. Go. Lengthening, half pass, shoulder in. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. That was an that easy was one. Good job. That was an easy one. Booyah. Oh yeah, that was a good one, Philip. Yeah, way to way to come up with some movements there, buddy. <laughs> Reese, are you ready? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Are you ready? No. <laughs> From any dressage test, name three different movements. Go. Ronvert, Traver, pirouettes. Yes. Good one, see? Just as easy. Good job, Reese. I thought that would be tougher because she's trying to think, what did he say? (laughs) Good job, Reese. Good job. Now back to Rhonda. Five-second rule. Only you this time. Are you ready? I think so. You should know this one because you've listened to every one of our shows. Name any three countries that have held a wag. Go. Uh, USA... Germany and France. 
Yes, that's right. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. <clears throat> All right, Doreen, are you ready? Hey, Doreen, you got I'm this. ready. You should know this one. Name three. <laughs> name three members of the 2014 U.S. WEG team. Go. Uh, uh, specific discipline or just anybody? Oh, you know, I didn't say dressage, oh, did I? I screwed that up. <laughs> All right, one, two, three. Dressage team, go. Didn't help. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Still drawing a blank. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Reese? We're embarrassed you now. Oh, Stephen Peters, Adrian Lyle. Keep going. Uh, Keep two going. more. Yeah. Who were the other Tita two? Tita Cognat and, um, oh, my God. Laura. She's our star. Laura Graves. Laura Graves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with can't, you, Doreen. Can't I give you that up, point. Laura Graves. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Laura yeah. Graves was yeah, the last okay. one. That's right. <laughs> well, that, you was, know, that was the harder one than three movements. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> you had three movements from trainers. Yeah, exactly. All right, so it is still three to one with Canada taking an oh, early it's lead in the two point five. One point two. Three to one with Canada still maintaining the first lead after the first round. Let's take a break for our friends over at Mill Creek Spreaders. We'll be right back. They've made the best even better. Mill Creek Manufacturing is now the first and only company to make stainless steel compact manure spreaders. What does that mean for you? A worry-free solution to your manure management for years to come. Often if a body on a spreader rusts, it's time for a new one. And we've had that happen. We certainly had some old spreaders that rusted out. Mill Creek stainless steel spreaders are guaranteed not to rust through for life. These are the only compact manure spreaders you'll find anywhere with a warranty like that. There's also a three-year warranty on the mechanics and structure. Put this together with Mill Creek's exclusive low-maintenance sealed bearings, and you've got a machine that you can count on to perform day in and day out with no headaches for you. The stainless steel option is available on six of Mill Creek's models, from the popular 27, suitable for up to four horses, to the Big Daddy 127 for over 20 horses. Two of the models can be ordered with either ground or PTO drive. Like all Mill Creek spreaders, stainless steel spreaders have the lowest sides in the industry for easy manure loading. You can't go wrong with any Mill Creek manure spreader, but the new stainless steel models are truly something special. You've never seen anything like them before. Mill Creek has been in business for almost 30 years, and they've continuously improved their designs with horse owners in mind. Horse owners like you and I, who appreciate the best quality, best engineered machines on the market. When you call Mill Creek, you'll reach them at their own factory in Pennsylvania. That's right, not in India, but in Pennsylvania because they're all made in the USA. Give them a call today at 800-311-1323 or visit their website at millcreekspreaders.com. That's millcreekspreaders.com. Well, I think it's appropriate that during this uh, game that we just had an ad for manure spreaders. I think that's appropriate. Um, (laughs) Stuff, yes. Stuff, that's right. Uh, (laughs) All right, we are back, and we are now going back to Canada for the first question in round two. This is for both of you. What is a novice rider called in the Western world? I take it they're not... Amateurs. A novice rider in the Western world. Rookie. 
I need That's it. what I was just thinking. It's a rookie. Yeah. Let me know when you have your official answer. Is that your final answer? Yep. Burp. It's <gasps> Tenderfoot. They call no him. kidding. Oh. I would have forgot yep. that. That's what they call him. Did you know that one, Doreen? Were you just dying? No, no. I don't know too much about Western writing. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. uh, well, then this is going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Next to recent Doreen, United States, what would an English show featuring timed events similar to barrel racing be called? Eng- what? Can I steal this one? <laughs> what would an English show featuring timed events similar to barrel racing be called? I would say Mountain Games. That's an English show. Is that your final answer? Dorian? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Jim Connor. Jim Wasn't that Mount? Is the same as Mount Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, I guess we'll give him that because yes! we didn't give him That's because right. we didn't give him the half a point on the other. So we'll give him that. <laughs> exactly. We'll give him that one. <laughs> it could be. It could have been both. Actually, Mount of Games in, in Pony Club is same as Jim Connor, really. Okay, so yeah. 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 Yes. All right, Dorian. High five. Right, I'll give you Boink. that one. All right. <laughs> Rhonda, this one's going to be easy now because he's already said it. This is a gimme, all right? So this is well, a you, gimme. You, I think you should take a half a point away already because you already <laughs> said, he said it. Rhonda, fair. what is Philip's wife's name? Oh, um, oh, he just said it. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Five seconds. Oh, Rhonda. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, Rhonda. He says it every show, pretty much. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> uh, Meredith, ring a bell? Oh, Rhonda? yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did, did you? That's the point. <laughs> I, th- I think he just dumped you as a, as a, as a fellow uh, teammate. <laughs> oh, she's going to make it up to me later. <laughs> He's going to have the answer to a question I have no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. This one is directed toward Doreen, and this has been on the show, and she's actually been on the show. What is Reese's sister's first name? Oh, I've had interviews with her. Yes, um, yes. It's not Kristen, is it? <clears throat> Wrong. <laughs> Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. It's Lindsay, <laughs> yep. She's been on the show and is a very good dressage writer in her own right. So, yeah. all right. Nobody got points <laughs> on that one. I listen to the show. Yeah, I know. Or maybe you don't listen when we talk. Lindsay only has been on once. So that's, that's I'll give that to Dory. But you have talked about her a number of times. You really have. <laughs> Philip, this is for you alone. Which is the most close, and it's multiple choice, which is the most closely related to the domestic horse? A, hippopotamus, B, rhinoceros, or C, a giraffe? Hippopotamus. It's a rhinoceros. Yep, that's right. Actually, rhino means a water horse is what it means. I've seen one in real life, and they're amazing. Just saying. Do they look like, they don't look anything like a horse, though. No, I thought hippo no. because of the, the hippo prefix. and Yeah, I thought the same thing, but it's rhinoceros, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. When we I were know. on safari in Africa, we had one like pop out of the bush. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. We were like, oh, my God, there was a rhino. Did it do it's a pretty- pirouette? 
or uh, <laughs> did it do a oh, no it just kind of cruised <laughs> by and we were all like oh my god rhino could have pee off right there yeah. <laughs> could have attacked us <laughs> uh, i've had horses do that too so. <laughs> uh reese in mounted shooting competition this is just for reese and it's multiple choice in mounted shooting competition what is the penalty for dropping your firearm on course five seconds 30 seconds or elimination Oh, um, five seconds, 30 seconds or elimination. I would yeah. say 30 seconds. That's uh, elimination. You can't drop your gun. Actually, you're both wrong. It's five seconds. Five seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen amount of shooting. You can't drop your yeah, gun. Apparently you can't drop your gun. <laughs> you can drop your gun. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. How do you finish without your gun? You have to get off and get it and then get back on. And then that takes, what, 10 seconds. And you add another five, you're pretty much out of the competition. I can't get off and get on a horse in 10 seconds. Your horses are little, though. Yeah, they're a lot smaller. I'm like, I can barely climb her up there. Only if there's a tree at the right height near Nearby. Yeah. And you know what? The girls <laughs> in that sport wear skirts too. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. All right. So, that's uh, still leaves us at three to two with Canada in the lead. And we have no, the last three to 3.5. <laughs> and we have, uh, we have the last question in round two. This one is for Rhonda. Are you ready, Rhonda? I'm ready. What is the distance between B and M in a small arena? B and N? M. M is in Mary. Oh, M. Oh, okay. Um, that should be, oh, in a small arena. And you can give it to me in meters. <laughs> it has to be in meters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want it in feet, please. <laughs> 20. Then 12 Here. meters? Oh, you're killing Philip. He's about ready to fall off his chair. Uh-oh. <laughs> Philip, er, can you give her the right answer, Philip? No, I thought it was 12. <laughs> oh, it's 14. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? 14, Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did bad math. All right, then I'm wrong, too, because I had 30. What am I? Is that the no, one? No, no, it's no. 14. It's 14? It's, it's 12 in a large ring. I'm pretty sure. Now I'm questioning myself. Uh, let's, let's go. Yeah, let's get this right. All right, this yeah, one. We do I need to get this right. I can uh, this look one, it up here. All right, look it up quick because I got this one from 12 Jennifer. And 12 so. is 24. Pause. And... Pause. <laughs> <laughs> judge. We need a judge on this one. It's out of the corner. Yeah, 14. Is it 14? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I so didn't check she it. She was but still I, wrong I mean, by one. Just, just You're off by one. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, the next one goes to Doreen. Okay. What is the letter between A and X in the small dressage ring? Hmm, between A I get and another X. I get another point. I was right. It's 6 14 14 6. Okay. Yeah, so I just said working. that. <laughs> I Philip said 14 there, head. brother. <laughs> I said 14 a long time ago, but we there's no steals anyways. All right, Doreen, what's the what's between A and X and, and now Reese is dying here. Between A and X in the um, small dressage ring. We got this, Doreen. Come on, <laughs> you got this. I have the letters in mind. I'm just thinking which directions they go. Um, think meters. Think how far. That's what you're asking, right, Glenn? No, I'm asking no, what is the letter, the letter between A and X? Jeez. Just the letter. The letter between A and X is it D? What would you What'd you say? D. As in what? D is in dressage. 
Yes! Ding, 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 ding. Yes! Okay, I was thinking, Good girl! You killed. I was just trying to think if I had it in the right direction. <laughs> I was trying to make sure you didn't say B as in boy. So that's fine. <laughs> Good girl, Doreen. And it's tied up it. at the end of round two. They have caught up. <laughs> Philip and Rhonda are falling off the wagon here. officially in Reese's own scoring <laughs> You're tied up at three all. And on that note, (laughs) we are going to take a break. We still have some uh, dressage saddle fitting tips that we have to get to that our listeners sent in that uh, Justin from Total Saddle Fit is answering for us. And we have one of those right now. We're going to be back with uh, the final round here on USA versus Canada. And and we're tied up at three all. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. And welcome back to the show, Justin from Total Saddle Fit. You are here once again to answer our listener questions about saddles and saddle fitting because we have lots of them. Well, that's fantastic. I'm happy to be back. I love doing this, and uh, let's get to answering these questions. All righty. This one is from Mary Schwartz. She says, Hi, everyone. Thank you for taking part in the Dressage Radio Show. I'm a weekly listener. I do have a faddle fit question for the contest. When starting young horses, saddle fit is critical. On average, how many saddles is a horse likely to outgrow over its lifetime? Is there a saddle out there which would be altered throughout the horse's riding career? Thank you in advance for your time. So uh, that's a very, that's a really good question. There's so many folks who are starting out with young horses in the dressage disciplines. I'm sure that there are a lot of listeners out there who are are uh, scratching their heads with a, with this one. What do you what do you think, Justin? Well, you know, I think some of it kind of comes down to how early you start a horse, and uh, you know, you kind of depending on the breed and the genetics. They may, um, they may sort of develop over a longer period of time. But generally, the rule of thumb that we like to use for, um, for, for getting sort of a long-term saddle for a young horse is about the age five. You know, and that's, there's going to be a little wiggle room in there depending on the horse, but that's usually what we've found is kind of the earliest you can get a saddle that's pretty, pretty dedicated to one horse. Um, so to step back for just a second from there is building up to that age, a lot of times it's it can be really helpful to use uh, padding, different kinds of padding options. You know, like we've spoke about before uh, as, as it pertains to saddle fit, just making sure a saddle is very balanced and even contact on a horse. And in these young stages, for the, for the majority of riders, it makes the most sense to just use different types of padding to kind of bridge, uh, kind of carry, carry the horse for the first few years as he's going through a lot of changes until you get ready for, you know, a proper longer-term saddle. So just keeping a really close eye on a young horse, using a lot of padding and a tree that a saddle tree that's broad enough to accommodate that padding is the best place to start. And then once you get a longer term saddle, there's a couple little things on the checklist worth, worth keeping in mind to make sure that the saddle's going to last a long time. Cause a couple sort of processes people go through when they're um, looking for saddles and for their horses, you know, one is kind of the uh, buying it, you know, the, the sort of the method where you, you you, you buy a saddle that works for a couple of years, the horse outgrows it, you buy a new saddle, you carry on, you know, you sort of rinse and repeat through the lifetime of a horse. Or if you get the, a saddle that has a lot of adjustability in it, sort of inherent in its design, you can make a saddle last a really long time. So 
the best, the first and most important thing with, with this and making this out will last a really long time is wolf lock panels. This is not, you know, a new thing by any means. Uh, it's, it's a, I think it's a pretty ubiquitous, uh, under, ubiquitously understood concept, but wool panels that have big, big panels that have a lot of room to work with. So you'll see a lot of modern Versailles saddles these days have big panels, big soft panels compared to the older style, you know, maybe from 20 years ago where they're very thin. Now, when you have these big panels, not only is it just soft for your horse, but you've got a ton of flexibility to accommodate all these different, you know, muscular changes the horse is making. As the top line changes, the muscles grow and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and as the horse, maybe if you buy a saddle for a five-year-old, maybe he doesn't stop growing until he's seven, then you, it still gives you a lot of flexibility to change that saddle around. Now, that's by the flocking, the ability to flock a saddle with big panels is by far the most important. But then on top of that, any saddle that has an adjustable tree can be very helpful. Um, and the, the one little asterisk or important thing to keep in mind with an adjustable tree saddle is you need to have a saddle fitter that's competent and has the ability to do that work. Because that's a little bit less common than somebody that can flock a saddle. And the term adjustable saddle is kind of can be a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a misnomer, but at least misunderstood in a lot of cases where folks think like, you know, it's the kind of saddle where you have an adjust, uh, replaceable head plate or something. You just kind of bolt it in and bolt it out. Usually it's more involved than that. And a saddle fitter or saddle maker's got to tear a saddle apart and, um, you know, do some more substantial work. So having, having someone that you know can actually do the work is very important. So maybe if you're, you know, if you're deciding to get a saddle, Find someone, you know, find someone that you want to work with, you have faith in, that you think is trustworthy and reliable and all that, and go through them so you know you have that support. But those are the two most important things in terms of making a saddle last a really long time. And to answer her question about how many saddles a horse is actually likely to outgrow, that's a really tough one to say. You know, for the most part, you can get, if, if you wait long enough until the horse is matured and, and he, he doesn't go through too drastic of changes, you know, through... Uh, maybe injuries or training issues and stuff like that, you can theoretically get one saddle to last a lifetime. Um, in practice, that happens less frequently just because, you know, people as riders mature and get better, they and their needs become different and they want different stuff in the saddle or, or new technologies come out. So it's a little bit less common to have one saddle, but theoretically you, you could have one saddle, you know, um, for the large majority of a horse's lifetime. Well, there we go. And I suspect that when you get started and you – invest in your what you hope will be your lifetime saddle for your five or six-year-old if you just happen to pick the one that lacks the appropriate level of adjustability in the area where your horse just happens to change the most I, I think there's probably a little bit of luck there in that you 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 make that right choice because buying a saddle that has the maximum adjustability would it be safe to say that saddle brand X is more adjustable in these parameters and saddle brand Y is very adjustable in these parameters, but those two sets of parameters don't completely overlap. You make a really good point there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an, an important distinction because, you know, some brand might like want, might want to use this kind of tree while the other brand, brand X uses one tree and brand Y uses another style tree and then those have their own limitations. You know, maybe some are some are skewed, skewed much toward much more toward very flat back horses. Some are skewed much more toward sway back horses. So there is that element of you, you could call uh, you could probably call it luck. I think it's fair to say for sure. 
Um, but that's where working with a trustworthy, reliable fitter comes in, into the picture because they can give you some insight in, in terms of what the sort of advantages and disadvantages of a particular saddle are because they, you know every brand has its pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. And um, making sure that you get that insight in terms of, you know, here's, here's sort of the limitations of this style of saddle versus that is super helpful. And, um, you know, this is horses, so there's no absolutes. There we go. Well, that's good advice for saddle shoppers at every level. And thanks a bunch for stopping by, Justin. Very happy to do it. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Well, before we get started with the final round, it's tied up USA versus Canada 3-all. I wanted to mention that you can still get a gift certificate for easysignsonline.com. Give someone that perfect gift, the gift of a sign for their farm, their tack room, their stall, whatever they need. They can design it themselves on the easy-to-design interface at easysignsonline.com. Hop on over there all the way through Christmas Day. If you're like me and haven't even started your shopping yet, you can just get it done very quickly and easily at easysigns.com online.com all right this is for both philip and Rhonda for canada this is a multiple choice we got to get this now this is a christmas question again christmas uh, sales account for what percentage of all retail sales in the united states one sixth one third or one half that's all retail sales what percentage for the year this is one sixth of uh, or one third or one half of all sales for the year? Probably half. I think half, I'm thinking of a third. Are you thinking a third? I think yeah. that they. Yeah, okay, let's go with a third. All right. It's, it's it's yes you're right Reese it's yeah. a six how'd you know that <laughs> well I mean remember I almost got an MBA so oh that's yeah. right in economics I forgot about <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> that's my other life yeah I forgot about, I'm glad I didn't ask you that question yeah. that would have been too easy <laughs> all right well I got one for you guys then mm. still tied at three all all right so this is for Reese and Doreen United States how old is the average Christmas tree when it's sold six years old 10 years old or 15 years old? This is how old do they, when they cut it down to sell it to you. 6, 10, or 15 years old? Hmm. What do you think, Doreen? I'm thinking 10, although I don't really have any specific reason why, but for some reason I'm thinking about a decade sounds good. 
Yeah. <laughs> just to round it off. Yeah, right about a decade. I was kind of thinking six because I have some trees that we planted about four and a half years, five years ago, and they're about my height. So is that the average size of trees? I'm like five nine. Is that an average size of a tree? That's why I was thinking six. Okay, we can go with six. Is six your final answer? Yes. Yes. It's, oh. actually, it's actually 15, and I'll tell you why. I no have to know kidding. a little bit about this, is they prune them heavy every year oh. to get them to right. their shape they the right want. Shape. 15 years. Yeah, wow. 15 years. Yeah, they prune oh, wow. them heavy. That's a, long yeah. no, a really long time. you got a real tree, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. 15 years to grow that big, and then you just... And then you uh, throw it away. Yeah, and I have not been I've not been pruning my trees, so maybe that's why they're kind of tall and fat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know? All right. Well, we're still tied up. I, I I'm going to need a tiebreaker question here at the end. I think. All right. Uh, we this goes back to Canada. Both of you can answer this, and there's no multiple choice. Name the 2003 Hollywood blockbuster starring Gary Stevens as George Wolf. 2003 Hollywood blockbuster starring Gary Stevens as George Wolf. Rhonda? No oh, idea. I think I know. Yeah, I, I <laughs> you should know this one, Rhonda. I should? God, Jamie talks about it all the time. I can't believe you're not getting this one. Oh. Is it a horse or, or Christmas? You're going to lose or? your credentials, Rhonda. <laughs> It is a horse movie. Can I steal? Oh. No. no. You, you know this one, don't you, Reese? Oh, maybe not. Fine. Any answer? 2003. Hmm. Um, All right. Oh, Two. oh. Um, the, I need the an racing answer. one. Um, not Seabiscuit, the other one. Um, Secretariat? Is that no. your final answer? Is, that, is, there, is there a Secretariat movie in 2003? Maybe it wasn't that old. All right, I need an answer. We'll just go with it because that's all we got. Secretariat? <laughs> Is that what you're going with? Sure. And Rhonda, it was Seabiscuit. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought Seabiscuit yeah, was older. Yeah, Seabiscuit was older, yeah. No. Was movie. No, it was 2003. You think about it, guys, that's 11 years ago. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, almost. yeah, that's a long time ago. I remember that. <laughs> All right, this is for both uh, United States, still tied up. In 2008, this Big Bay Colt with a delivery service truck with it. Let me start over. In 2008, this Big Bay Colt with a delivery service moniker took the first two races of the Triple Crown for trainer Dutrow, but was eased up in the Belmont. What? 2008. 2008, this big, Derby winner. This Big Bay Colt with a delivery service moniker took the first two races oh, of the Triple Crown for Trainer Dutrow, but was eased up in the Belmont. Delivery service moniker should be a clue. Uh, hmm. Okay. Delivery service moniker. Does that mean it had like FedEx in the name or something like How that? How long do they have? Well, you guys took a while. And- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it's killing me. Oh, Jennifer's in the back going, I know, I know, I know. Here, I, I'll answer. <laughs> uh, I don't think I know this one. I don't know at all. Reese, do you know it? Uh, hold on. I'm Are you thinking. looking it up? Hold on. I am not looking it up. <laughs> you are looking it up. I am not. 2008. I know how bad you California are. California from. California from this year. 
You know, many, many derbies. I need an answer. (sighs) There was Big Brown one year. There was three, two. No, who was the one with all the people? Any answer? I need an answer. Does Big Brown have to do with delivery services? Is that your final answer? I, I need an answer. He was. I don't know, Glenn. I need an answer. <laughs> All right, let's just. I, he's the only one I can think about. Is it Big Brown? Your answer? Yeah. Yes. I got UPS. it right. Yes. yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> UPS. Big Brown. Yes. That's UPS. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> ha! Yes. I was. Really and for the first one? time today, United States takes the lead. Phil, yeah, you, you asked a derby one? question of a Kentuckian. Of a Kentuckian. <laughs> yeah, she still took forever to get it. Ask a hockey question to a Canadian. You yeah. know? <laughs> I think, Philip, did you come to. Is that your first derby? For Big Brown? No. I didn't see. I didn't see Big Brown. I actually have a dressage question next for you guys. It's oh, now four more to questions. three. I yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah. it. No, you got a couple more yet. Okay. What year, this is for both of you on Canadian Canadian side, what year did the dressage team medals begin at the Olympics? And this is multiple choice. 1898, 1904, or 1928? Dressage team medals began at the Olympics in 1898, 1904, or 1928? What's your guess, Philip? I'm thinking in the 20s. Me too. Dressage is not that old. Well, You're going to go with uh, 1928? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. Redemption. up. <laughs> Tied up at four all. All right, Reese, you can go back into the lead here, guys. Oh, so we we're going to well, ask. We're already in the lead by one and a half points, I'm just saying. <laughs> this, are, this is another dressage question. Oh, no, actually, this is another Olympics question. Name one equestrian event that was in the Olympics that is no more. That is not in the Olympics anymore. Was and is not anymore. One equestrian event. Didn't ski joining need to be in the Olympics? What was it? Yeah, I think it's called ski joining. Oh, that something? skiing thing where they they the horse pulls them along. Ski behind the horse. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ski joining. That's right. That's what it's called. Ski joining. Yeah, that sounds sure great. That, that, I, used to be that sounds like great. <laughs> Reese is gone with it. <laughs> I have no idea. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> Not ski journey. Uh, uh, horse no. high jump was one of them. No horse way. long jump was one of them. Horse what? Vo- what? Yeah, horse long jump. Po- vaulting and polo used to be in. No the- kidding. I, 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 yeah, polo, yeah, polo in the early 1900s was big in the Olympics. No kidding. I, I, I have to be honest. I would not have known that, so. All right, two more questions. Question. It is oh, still tied. Tied up again. Oh, actually, And this winning. is dressage related, so here we go. This is for your Canada, both of you. What age must a horse be in dressage to compete at the Olympics? Eight or nine. Eight? Yeah, let's go eight. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. It's eight years old. Good Good job. job. Good job. All right. Come on, Doreen, we got this this one. All right. you, sh- you should probably know this one, Marie, so that's a little difficult. Who is the only one ever to win six dressage gold medals in the Olympics? Six. Six gold medals. Ooh. In dressage. My guess would be Reiner Klimka, but I don't know. 
That would be my answer. Is that your answer? Reiner Klimka? Yeah, that's. I was actually thinking Klimka. I think I just read that. So, yeah, I'll go with that. Ding, 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 ding. All right, high five. And you tied it up. Very good. Tied it up again. Very good. All right, this is the last question. We might end the tie here. It's the final countdown. This is a true or false. Are you ready, Philip? I'm ready. Dumb question, Glenn. Horse ball is a recognized FEI discipline. True or false? What? I'm sorry, I missed that. Horse ball is a recognized FEI discipline. True or false? And that's a Canadian question because they play a lot of horse yeah, ball. Yeah, they there. play way more than we do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rhonda? That, that's sort of like asking about hockey, isn't it, Reese? Yeah. Not really. Horse ball. <laughs> Maybe if we were from Quebec. Um, well, it's not a WEG, but that doesn't mean that it's not recognized. Recognized. 50-50 chance here. What are you leaning towards? I'm leaning... F- I'm, I'm going towards the yes, because... Okay. All right. Let's say true. Ding, 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 ding. That's correct. Yes. Oh, Doreen. Yes. Well, we're already yes. winning by one and a half right. points. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Now, Doreen, this has been asked a, lo- uh, a while ago on the morning show, so you have a shot at this one. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, let me just pull something up here quick. Um, I'm just pulling something up here quick. Just seeing okay. it was uh, back in it was a couple of months ago, so you have a shot at this one. I don't know that Reese does. <laughs> okay, the question is this. Name the TV star who wrote the book Riding Lessons, Everything That Matters in Life I Learned from Horses. Hmm. I am not Googling, but I would like to. <laughs> She's There's very Jonah, prominent. Jonathan Katz, I think, is the last name. Let me just uh, I'll give you a clue. She's very. Okay. Pr- she is very she, prominent oh, uh, in the horse world to this day. Hmm. This is to tie here, guys. That was way harder than their 50-50, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I think you took the Fetlock question away from me, so I'm just that's you. I want to appeal. Boy, she's a sore sport here. I am. Called? I'm appealing. <laughs> to the ground, competitive. you got to watch out when you get yeah, I know. Look out. She's Jeez. never going to talk to me again. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> this was really hard. I have, I have no help. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Doreen, you're going to kick yourself. Uh, think no, again, Doreen. Can, can you tell us the color she, of hair? She, 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 very prominent in horse racing today. Mm. Everything I learned. She's definitely a 10. That's oh. all the clues I'm giving you. She's pretty. That's their, that's their thing. If they're, she's pretty. She sounds like she's prominent in Phillip, horse racing. Philip, you know this racing. one, don't you? I think I got that last hint. He's yeah. definitely a 10. Who's, who's, who's the perfect 10? Um, She's a 10. Okay, you guys now. have to give me an answer. <laughs> 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 We're running out of time here. It's okay, Doreen. I have no idea. Uh, Philip, no, do you know who it is? No. Uh, Rhonda? Oh, Derek? 
Yes, Bo Derek. That's oh. right. She was in the movie 10. I couldn't give you any more clues than that. It's okay, Doreen. That one was way harder than theirs. She's she's on the board of the uh, racing commission uh, in California. She's ahead of it, I think. You probably have seen her when you've been in Kentucky. That means Canada wins. The no. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel good about that win, kids. I feel great about it because you didn't even get the fetlock question. I did. I did. Glenn took it away from me. I said fetlock, and he was like, "No, oh, I already." Yeah, I'd already turned you. You already had the answer. Yeah, you guys did good. Congratulations Yay, to Canada. Canada. Next year, Doreen, we're Canada them. wins the o- the trivia them. Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I think nice. Reese dragged you down, Doreen. I do. I'm I sure. Think. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super competitive and I'm horrible. So I, I don't I, remember. <laughs> we played with Stable Scoop. I don't remember who won that either. It was oh, us I'm against terrible. you guys. I don't remember who won that one. But I'm super. But, but uh, I still think we had a big round question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. You, you, and I you, got the fetlock question. You got big brown by the skin of your teeth, yeah, too. Yeah, and the fetlock. I did yeah. get that one. I think we should review the tape. Well, there's there's <laughs> thousands the of tape. people. There's thousands of people now reviewing the tape. Exactly. Uh, They'll know. <laughs> they know we won. Thank you all. Hi, Reese. Thank you for playing Doreen and Rhonda. We really appreciate it. I'd like great. to say there's Thank a prize, but there's not. You just get the the knowledge of knowing that uh, Dressage Canada beats Dressage United States. Nice. Oh, can we get into the Olympics now? We don't have to do the Pan Ams. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yes, you're qualified now. That's oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening Merry too, and Merry Christmas. Bye, Rhonda. Bye, Doreen. Thank Thanks. you. It was a lot of fun. All right. Take Bye. care, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <Bye>. Thank you. <laughs> so you two are going to fight about this forever, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think we should review the tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was fun. It was fun, fun to play with you guys. I know that I knew that there would be complaints about the questions because there always are. Yeah. And as we say on the morning show, if you have complaints about the questions, send them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> she is the complaint department. She handles all complaints. <laughs> she's, she's HR. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> That's correct. Well, guys, you know, this is our uh, last show that we're recording together this year in 2014. Next week, we will have the all hosts episode, which Philip couldn't make because he was on vacation. And I'm sure everybody's dying to know how was Costa Rica? Costa Rica is amazing. Yeah, we really had an awesome time. We did so much stuff. And uh, I think I'm going to get some photos up on my Facebook page. So, um, yeah, it was cool. I really liked it. Really liked Costa Rica. Except for one thing you did, you told me before the show started, Reese didn't even hear this, that uh, whitewater rafting apparently was not your favorite. Yeah, my wife made me do it. <laughs> really, it wasn't. I I found it really fun, but it you know there's an element of it's kind of scary. Yeah, well, Meredith, she fell out the boat. Oh, she did. Ooh, yeah, that's not, yeah. Ooh, but that's she very was taken scary. Taken off by the by the river and the rocks and all that. So it, it turned uh, out okay. Yeah, that's, they, that's we scary. you know pulled her back in the, back in the boat, but like that's that's scary moment. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you almost go out, Philip? You said the guy in front of you almost went or went out. You went too. I I definitely had moments where I was like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that boat like a bucking horse, but I stayed in. I think he velcroed himself to the seat. <laughs> like a bucking horse. <laughs> like a bucking horse. He rode yeah, that baby. Like, <laughs> boom, and then you're out the side. 
that maybe happen. that's why you stayed on. That's why yeah, I was yeah. used to ride the like fucking horses. Fucking bronco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have your feet in the stirrups, sir? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you put your, you jam your foot into the. There's a foothold. You jam your foot in the foothold, and you stay on. <laughs> I got a lot of experience with that. Oh my god! I'm tearing right now. Now, did you do zip lining or anything above the? No, that was enough adventure. <laughs> was there? The rest what was drinking your, martinis on the your beach. Your spouse flies out, and you're like, flies out into the water. That's really scary. Yeah. I'm with you on that. The rest of wow. the week was coconut drinks on the beach, yeah, right? That would have been that would have been <laughs> end for me too, Philip. I would have been like, we're done. Was the water warm? Did you see any sharks or anything? Uh, no. Crocodiles. Crocodiles? No, in yeah. the water? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wouldn't have been well, in the water in the same, either. Not in the same water. Yeah, they don't like fast moving water, but we saw crocodiles, oh. uh, poisonous snakes, a giant tarantula, oh. monkeys. Oh, this is not like my country. Oh. This is serious wildlife. This is <laughs> not too my much, country. Too much <laughs> nature for Reese. Too much nature. <laughs> there was a bat in our hotel room. Really? Yeah. Did you do what Jennifer and I do when we had bats in our house? In one house we lived in, we used to get bats in our bedroom. We used to just pull the covers over and wait for it to go away. Um, well, no, I caught it. You did? What? They have rabies, I got the ice bucket. I got the ice bucket. I put the ice bucket over it. Then I, then I kind of slid a thing underneath. And then, then, and then I also caught the front desk. They weren't much help, but... Philip, are you kidding me? Philip, you would you, you were scared going down to rapids and you caught a bat with you your bare a hands. Bat in your room. <laughs> yeah, this is a bat's what? just nature. Rapids. <laughs> That's a bat. I mean, yeah, I'm inoculated for rabies. Oh so my God. I mean, it's tiny little, smaller than a mouse. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! Costa Rica, full this of nature. Is my country. <laughs> <laughs> You've just talked uh, Reese out of going on with I you next year to the Costa Rica. Oh my God, there's nature and oh boy, danger and. <laughs> now was the tarantula in your room? Oh my God! Oh, no, no, it was out. Okay. It was out in the jungle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It wasn't like on the patio or. Anything. No, it was not. It was not. We had to go looking for it. We did go. Uh, we did go to cabin one time up in the mountains, and there was a scorpion in our room. I had that, and that was that was it for Jennifer. We had to call the place, and they had to come out, and the, the guy came out and got the scorpion out of our room. Uh, was yeah. she wasn't going back in until the scorpion left. Yeah. <laughs> with Jennifer, I, I that is that. totally reasonable. Every time we got in bed, she'd strip it down underneath, look under yes. everything. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah that's he could right. be sleeping, and that thing could crawl up. Oh God. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they said they weren't poisonous where we were, but it sure. doesn't matter. They still look like scorpions. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It'll bite you. For sure. Well, I want to thank you guys for a great year here on Dressage Radio Show. Good we fun. will have the all hosts. Reese was on it. That'll be next week. Everybody looks forward to that. We had a great time recording that show. Little alcohol so, involved Glenn, there. It was, it was you and all the women? Is that it what was. I heard? It was. It was me and all women. It was. It was me and all women. And, and they were having guy. fun. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, it was I know. Fun. I didn't have you to help me. It was sad. Torture. <laughs> depends on the women yeah no we had a great time it'll be a great show y'all will really enjoy it and I'll come out uh, next week right before christmas so yeah and one. so and we'll then, talk for sure the new year yeah uh and philip and i we've got lots to talk about about the new tests that are coming out we'll, we'll we have not had a chance actually we've been quite busy this month to cover the new tests that have come out but uh we're looking forward to hearing what everybody has to say yeah, and, and you'll be in florida and all i'll that. be in florida it's, next time we talk uh crazy. hopefully we'll have a safe trip and, and i'm looking forward trip. to seeing you guys down there too i know comes down with let me know yes. when you're coming down philip because we're going to generally yeah. We're not going to head down. Perfect. 
And I think Dr. Wendy Ying is going to come over, too. Yay, she's wonderful. We'll have, like, a whole reunion. Yeah, we'll have a host reunion over in (laughs) Wellington. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank our listeners, and we want to thank our sponsors, too, for joining us this year. We really appreciate them. Without them, we wouldn't be here, and without our listeners, we wouldn't be here either. The show has grown all year long. We have listeners in many, many countries, and we appreciate you all. Congratulations, Philip, the winner! Yeah. Mm. Canada trivia. <laughs> yes. I think that I think that people will speak. That's all I've got to say. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll see how many write in. You write in on how I won. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Have Christmas. a wonderful Happy holiday season. Bye.